fashion insider friends what is up this is the fashion crimes podcast where i cover all things fashion style shopping style inspiration and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better yes i'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40 and i mean way after 40. say it with me fashion and style are your friends not your enemies I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Hello, hey, how's it going? Howdy ho, what's happening and what's the haps? I am the hostess with the mostest, and thank you for tuning in. We are damn glad you're here. This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast. My name is Holly Cates your favorite personal stylist, and as always, the only Holly you need to know. If you're just tuning in for the first time, it is a rule that if you're going to listen to this podcast, you can only have one friend named Holly, and that friend is going to be me. I do not like having any competition. I don't like everybody saying, oh, I have another friend named Holly, blah, 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 because then it gets very confusing. So let me be the only Holly in your life just for now, just for now. And if I'm not, just lie to me and make me think I am because that's going to make me feel better. Like the other day when we were on the plane and the pilot got on the loudspeaker and said that we were number 30 for takeoff. I'm sorry, that's three zero. Do me a favor and just lie to me, okay? Don't tell me that we're number 30. Tell me we're number 10. Tell me we're number 12. I don't know. How am I supposed to know what number we are anyway? Why would you get on the intercom and say we're number 30 and have the entire plane start groaning and complaining? It's totally annoying. Anyway, thank you for being honest, but in this case, it did not help. Let's see, what other first world complaints do I have? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure I'll think of something. However, in other news, today is Earth Day. Yay! Every day, in my opinion, should be Earth Day. We should be reveling in the beauty that all the Earth gives to us. We should be appreciative and treat it with kindness and not use and abuse our resources, as everyone is guilty of it, whether you do it on purpose or not, which I think most people do not do it on purpose. However, sustainability in the fashion industry has been such a gigantic gargantuan topic for the past decade. I mean, probably the past like 20 to 30 years, to be honest. A lot of companies are coming around to acknowledging and at least attempting to take responsibility of the mass amounts of waste on the planet and in the air that they are in fact creating. While I was researching this topic, there are just records amount of charts and graphs and All of these arguments and scientists explaining how much money each country in the world actually spends on clothes in fast fashion every single year and how much of it gets disposed. I mean, just in the United States alone, it will make you cry. It is not okay. It's just beyond comprehension. Nobody can imagine what 92 million tons of waste in a landfill actually looks like. I don't care who you are. Not only do the unwanted clothes end up in landfills, the emissions end up in the air and water that are polluting our natural water systems as the faster the garments are produced, the more damage it's causing to the environment. 
So anybody who doesn't know what fast fashion is, it's literally a 15 to 20 day turnaround between concept to production. As someone who has worked in garment construction and in costing before, it normally takes between, I mean, I would say at least four to six months, maybe even longer, depending on how fast the label turns around and how fast the buyers work. But to have something turned around in 15 days is just unheard of. And just as fast as the consumer buys it, it either falls apart and they throw it away or the trend has changed. Now, this is something that we all know that is happening in the fashion industry. And it's been in the news and it's been in reports that textile and garment companies really try to address and be consciously aware of this issue. But honestly, the power lies within you. When you hear the word sustainability, people kind of are like, oh, that sounds nice. But understanding what a sustainable product is, especially in the fashion industry, it's really a game changer with how consumers buy what they want to buy and what they actually think they need. Consumer behavior is going to dictate how the planet will be affected from today onward for future generations and how much actual damage can and will be caused. The more we buy, the more damage we're causing because suppliers honestly cannot keep up with the demand. There is such a high demand for clothing and luxury goods due to celebrity culture and the more is more culture. I'm guilty of it just as much as anybody else. But what I've done now is change my consumer behavior to realize and act on that with my specific wardrobe, quality over quantity goes a long way. The facts and the numbers are not only shocking, but it's alarming. What are we going to do about these companies that are destroying the planet due to the consumer demand? With numbers like 114 billion garments sold last year and $500 billion worth of clothing waste and fabric in landfills and the dozens of claims from stores like ASOS, H&M, Sheen, Boohoo, and Zara, just to name a few that are guilty of quote unquote greenwashing. I just learned what that term meant. In other words, companies that claim they care about having sustainable practices, but in fact, they don't. So for an example, if a company like Zara or H&M produces a green line or an eco line that kind of covers their ass to make them look like they're trying to do the right thing. But that's just one line they're doing. They, they pump out hundreds of thousands of garments each year. So it's really not even a drop in the bucket when they try to do something like that. But it's not for lack of trying. I mean, I'm sure, but in the end, not doing as a business, as big as those companies, not doing what you claim to be doing in any capacity to me is called lying. <laughs> But okay, girl, I mean, I, I got this information from earth.org, L-U-K, and goodonyou.com. So if you have any more questions or want to know more about the numbers or what the companies are doing to try to deflect this, please go on one of these websites. It was really informative. Thank you to those publications for enlightening me on the textile waste and fashion supply chain crisis. But what can we actually do about it? That's what I want to talk about here today. What can fashion-conscious people such as yourself do, and me, to make a difference? The answer is buy smarter, and that's what I've been trying to do. And don't get it twisted. I'm going to be practicing what I'm preaching here. 
So I just learned a new term. It's called circular fashion. This term was coined in 2014 by a Dr. Anna Brismar of the Green Strategy Consulting Company in Sweden, which is a consulting firm that gets companies on the global fashion and textile industry to develop and advance their sustainability. So she defines the term as clothes, shoes, or accessories that are designed, sourced, and produced and provided with the intention to be used and circulated responsibly and effectively in society for as long as possible in their most valuable form, and hereafter return safely to the biosphere when no longer of human use. So again, this was from LUK. So Dr. Brismar of Sweden, this is exactly what we're going to be doing here at the Fashion Crimes Podcast and everybody in the Insider Bestie crew, all of our new peeps, all of our fashion brand besties. We are going to learn how to participate in circular fashion. So listen up. This is a style lesson, not only for Earth Day, but really to adapt as best you can as a lifestyle. You heard me. It's not a one and done situation like, oh, I got a dress at a secondhand store. That's not enough. You're going to learn how to create a more sustainable wardrobe by being a better, more earth conscious fashion consumer. And me too. Look at us go. Loving this journey for us. We are going to reduce, reuse, repair, and recycle our way to helping us, ourselves, but also the planet. Because don't we want to use our popularity for good? Of course we do. Of course. So step number one, let's try to shop local or shop small. Things like Small Business Saturday in your area where you live, websites like Etsy and Ruby Lane and Amazon Handmade, just found out about that one, are ways to support local artists in the retailer community. Just because someone has a business in a different state or city, you're still shopping small. So what I'm saying is if you find a designer on Etsy and they live in Paducah, Kentucky, even though you don't live there, you're still shopping small. Smaller brands, local designers, and companies with one to 10 employees are companies that usually produce slower and more ethical products. Whenever I have to buy a gift, and you can try this too, I try to buy from a local brand. When I need flowers delivered, I try to buy from a local florist where the recipient lives instead of calling a larger company. That's shopping small. If you're interested in trying a new product, look up local brands, whether it's food, gift items, clothes, or what have you. This is so important to me, and I always shop small whenever I can. Please encourage others to follow your lead, get out of your rut, and buy from places where you know where the goods come from. For example, now I have interviewed several smaller brands like Vienne Milano, who makes small batch thigh-high stockings, Delaterra Shoes, which is a sustainable shoe brand that does very small runs, and Pyrides, who produces all of her clothing in factories in Boston so she can be part of the production process. Make sure, ding, 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 make sure you go back and listen to some of these past episodes to find out more about these brands so you can support them as well as your local economy. Great job to these ladies who promote sustainability and sell a high quality product without putting the environment in danger in order to turn a profit. I absolutely love to shop small and I love to connect with people that I'm buying from. For example, my friend just had a baby a couple of weeks ago, 
and I was looking at baby gifts and I came across this really cute company that I realized was based in New York City. I picked out the gift. I had it delivered. I get a personal email from the owner of the company. She personally wrote me an email and thanked me for buying a gift from her and how grateful she was that I was a new customer. I mean, I was so impressed with that, that I said, the next one of my friends that gets knocked up, I'm going to buy a gift from you. And we have a now an email relationship. But again, it's people that like that who really support your business and support your money and really care about you as a customer. That means a lot to me. It really means a lot to me. I, I've talked about Via Milano, Parities, Delaterra shoes. I've talked about them forever. They care about you spending money there and they want you to have an ethical product. People who are the face of a brand appreciate your money and your business more than anything. The same way that I'm a small business and I appreciate all of my clients and my customers, even though I'm selling my services instead of an actual product. But I do try to refer my brand besties to my clients, of course. I also have Chris Carr jewelry. I have Pari Pasu, which does plus size clothing. I mean, I have all these designers that I have great relationships with that produce really slow and small batch. So please go back and listen to those episodes so you can become familiar with those brands. All righty then, moving right along. Step two, clean out your closet and the closets of your family. I know a lot easier said than done. Do this for your kids. If you have small kids with nicer clothes, try to get some money back with some consignment. If you have teenagers, take them to like a buy, sell, trade store to purchase clothes for a fraction of the cost. If you live in a big city, the top ones are like Buffalo Exchange and Crossroads. There are so many other dependent on where you live. I know that it's much easier said than done, believe me. Make a family activity out of it. I clean closets all the time of people both young and old, okay? My youngest client was 15. My oldest client was in her 70s. And it is my absolute favorite thing to do on the planet. Most of the time when I clean someone's closet, people want to know what else can we do? They don't want to stop. It's addicting. I had another client who I cleaned out her closet. Her daughter was two years old. We cleaned out her closet because it's just overwhelming. I did it in 20 minutes. It's like, keep this, let that go. Keep this, make sure you give that to somebody else. I mean, it, it took us so, so little time, but it lifted so much weight off of her shoulders. Nothing makes me happier than getting rid of people's useless crap. The energy shift is beyond. During the process of cleaning out someone's closet, we make three piles. Keep pile, giveaway pile, and throw away. Whatever we keep, I reorganize and hang on beautiful hangers. Are you using plastic tube hangers, wire hangers? If yes, then please change them all to velvet slimline hangers. They should pay me with how many people I get to buy these hangers. I mean, seriously, anyway, I should have an affiliate link, but I digress. I show you what to hang. I show you how to hang. You'd be shocked to see how many people are hanging their pants incorrectly. I show you what to fold. I show you how to fold. The things that we give away are bagged and taken to the charity of your choice. Now, when choosing a charity, I like to encourage people to give to the places that don't get a lot of donations. It's very easy to give your shit to Goodwill. I'm not saying don't give to Goodwill, but I am saying there could be a local church or a place of worship 
or a program that helps people coming off of welfare or getting out of jail or back into the workforce or refugees coming to this country. These are my very favorite places to donate. There are charities both for men and women alike that are helping people get jobs and supplying clothes for them to wear when they go to work or when they get a job interview. I actually did some volunteer work at a local shelter here in Atlanta. It's called the Covenant House, which helps kids that age out of foster care for the first few years of adulthood. They supply them with clothing, job counseling, and a place to live, and of course, meals. There are all kinds of activities and mentors as well. So the Covenant House always needs donations. They need clothes, pajamas, socks, underwear, things that people keep in excess that they normally throw away because people don't realize that shelters are really in need of those items. I'm telling you, the Covenant House, sometimes they have people sleeping on the floor. They come in, they have nothing, they own nothing. They need socks, underwear, pajamas. They need all these things. So if you have extra, I mean, please consider one a shelter like this first. It might seem really gross to think of giving away your underwear and your socks or your bras, but if they're clean and they're in decent condition, most shelters will accept them. If you have used sheets and towels, washcloths or dish towels that you no longer need, please consider donating these to like an animal shelter as they always need things like this for cats and dogs to put into the kennels after surgery and day-to-day care for the animals. If you decide to get new bedding, like if you redecorate or your child is aging out of the room and they're getting new bedding, take the old bedding and donate it to a shelter, definitely, or to an animal hospital. When you clean out your closet, you are participating in the reduce, reuse, repair, and recycle movement. You should be cheering, clinking yourself, toasting yourself, giving yourself a pat on the back for that. Now, if you have clothes that no longer serve you and that you want to give away, what you don't want to do is give your clothes to someone you know, thinking that you are doing them a favor and giving them your stuff. I'm going to say that again. Say you clean out your closet. You have a bag full of stuff and you're like, oh, I'm going to give this to my sister. I'm going to give this to my mom. I'm going to give this to my cousin. The only exception to that rule is maternity clothes. I will never, ever tell you or shame you into not giving your maternity clothes away because that indeed you should give away, especially if you're not pregnant anymore. But don't get a bag of shit and think that your sister or your cousin wants it because they don't. In the words of Marie Kondo, who was an organizational expert, When you give your stuff to other people that they don't want, you are actually blocking their energy of receiving things that they actually want. You're putting your problems on them and expecting them to be grateful that now your stuff is their problem. Unless someone physically comes into your house and and asks for something specific when you're finished with it, like, hey, I love that jacket. If you ever give it away, I'll take it. You're not doing anyone any favors by passing your clutter on to them. You're not saving them money. You are not saving money for yourself. You are actually doing them a disservice by dragging a box full of crap over to someone else's house or unless it's children's clothes. That doesn't count either. I will say this too. Adult children, if your residence is not at your parents' home, and I've been guilty of this too. Okay. I'm just disclaimer. I've been guilty of this. If you have moved out of the house and you are a functioning adult on your own, you should not have anything you own left behind at your parents' home. I'm sorry, hard truth, you should not. They don't want it. 
They don't need it. And it's blocking their energy. If you have items left behind, that means you don't need these items. Okay. I don't care if it's your high school shit or your college stuff or whatever it is. If it's stuff you don't want to throw away, you need to get it from your parents' house and store it at your own house. It's a hard truth, but guess what? It is the truth. You can say that your parents don't mind or their house is big enough, which may be true, but you're still blocking their energy. You should have respect for other people's space and make sure your items are not cluttering anyone else's space but your own. All that shit you have at your parents' house, go get it and put it at your house. You don't want it at your house. So why should they keep it for you? If you wanted it that bad, you would have taken it with you. That's all I'm saying. Again, I've done that before. I've kept stuff in my mom's attic. When I came back and got it, I gave it all away. I mean, it's ridiculous that I kept it for as long as I did. Here's another very sensitive subject that I deal with with clients. If someone has died and you are saving items from their life that are cluttering your space, you are not serving their memory by holding on to their stuff. The negative energy and the guilt that you feel from keeping clothing and jewelry and tchotchkes from someone who has passed does not serve you. It is your right to claim your space back. You are not under any obligation to keep anyone else's things that are taking away from your own functioning space, even if it's in a basement, even if it's in the attic and it's out of sight, out of mind. Donate it to a charity that can use the items of the past person's life better someone else's life. Now I should put that on a pillow. Donate to a charity that can use the items of a past person's life to better someone else's life. I can't tell you how many people I've worked with who struggle with this. Again, your space is your right. Anything that doesn't serve you needs to go. It just needs to go. And I've seen parents that keep their crap and they're like, if they have like a young child and they don't have that many clothes, they'll start using their stuff in their room as a storage space. You have a child, your crap should not be in their closet. The same, it goes both ways. Anything that doesn't serve you needs to go. And if you need help deciding what serves you, give me a call and I'm gonna set you straight. Lastly, step three, add secondhand and vintage into your wardrobe. Now, I could sit here all day and tell you what sites to go to for secondhand and vintage, but there is a reason that this is such a booming business. Some of the top sites are like Vestier Collective, The Real Real, and Poshmark, goods that are gently used and authenticated if they are luxury and in usually great condition. This is an excellent plan to get you out of your fashion comfort zone and buy something different. People buy and sell goods all over the world for a fraction of the retail cost. You just have to find what you're looking for. New isn't always better. You will see on my Pinterest board that I have created for you that has several sustainable eco-conscious brands that you might not have heard of. Again, thank you to LUK for this list. Some US brands that have caught my eye are called Proclaim, which is an undergarment company. Svala out of LA that makes vegan handbags and totes and adorable shoes from Vera and the brand Yes And. Also, our brand bestie, Delaterra Shoes. Can't forget about Emily. Please go back and listen to her episode and you'll learn all about what she makes and her sustainable shoe brand. That is unbelievable. She's got the cutest styles. Do not be afraid to try a new brand. 
review the product and see what you think. I will certainly be trying this myself as well. In conclusion, try to know and care where your money is going. Support brands that have ethical practices and treat their workers with fair, fair pay and wages. It is so important that as a fashion consumer, you really understand where your money is going. And if you have a big family, you're buying clothes for four people, do the best you can. That's all you can do. I'm just saying, be aware. And instead of going to Target and buying clothes for the family, try to do something different. Look on Etsy. Look on some of these homemade websites that can really make someone's day by giving them a sale. I am a huge advocate of Parities in Boston. She makes everything in-house, in her factories in Boston. Everything is sustainable. She does very small runs and she really cares where the product is going and listens to her customers. I hope that everyone has an incredible Earth Day. I am not used to really celebrating this holiday, but this year we're going to be celebrating it. Hug someone you love, hug a tree, make sure that you find a brand that you want to try and give it a whirl. If you need help, if you have questions, make sure you reach out to me, text me, email me, send me a smoke signal, send me snail mail, send me a DM on Instagram. I want to hear what you think. I've been getting amazing comments and questions from all of the Insider Bestie crew. I am so grateful to you for listening. And I want to thank everyone so much for participating in Earth Day, at least by listening to this podcast, because that, as always, is step one. My name is Holly Cates. I am the hostess with the mostest. We've got some great, great, great designers and interviews and things coming up. Stay tuned on what to wear for Mother's Day. That's going to be so exciting and super fun. This has been the Fashion Crime Podcast, and we are out.